This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning. Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual with me in studio, my co-host... Naz Marchese. Naz, uh, how are you this morning? Good. How are you, Wally? I'm good. Thank you so much. Uh, just let our listeners know we've got a very special young man in studio with us this morning. His name is Nicholas Christodoulou. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I didn't want to have to apologize, uh, but Nicholas, welcome. Just want to let our listeners know uh, who this fine young man is. He's one of the youngest, if not the youngest, F4 car driver in the world. He's a Canadian. He's from King City. He's heading to Mexico in the next couple of weeks. He's won a couple of important races. He's actually an international celebrity. Uh, you're going to hear a lot more about this young man in the coming years, but he's well known in Mexico and Brazil and the U.S. Uh, won some races down there. And uh, if I've got a crystal ball, Nicholas, you're headed to either to Indy or you're headed to F1. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, uh, we're thrilled always to have uh, young people in the studio. It energizes Naz and I. And, uh, and Naz and I, at this point of the show, you're uh, just uh, listeners. Uh, Nicholas is with us the entire hour. We're going to get it into, into it in depth with him shortly after the first break. But uh, Naz and I always take the opportunity in the first couple of minutes to uh, recap some of the weeks of events. Uh, Naz, I always always take the opportunity at this point in time to uh, uh, let our listeners know what uh, what you're wearing this morning. This morning you got your Buffalo Bills cap. Uh, Still can't w- let that go. <laughs> can't let that one go. And your Toronto Maple Leaf sweater and I don't know about that I one. I want to let that go. Anyways, uh, let's uh, Leafs, uh, if uh, you wake up this morning and you check the standings, Naz, uh, we're not in a playoff spot. Um, Florida has We lost. have lost five of the last six. We've had some below-par performances. Uh, a lousy game against Florida last Sunday night. A um, terrible game against the Hawks last night. Anderson, uh, I've always, <laughs> you know, Leafs win when Anderson stands on his head. When he's less than ordinary, they don't look very yeah, good. Nazar, do we have uh, the Leafs? They weren't fan- very good. Uh, do we have uh, do we have a lot to worry about? I think you do because right now they're playing with an AHL defense, and that's not good enough to play in this league, especially with the forwards the other teams have. They they have to get into shootouts to win, and uh, they they can't do it. Well, especially when you're uh, you know when you're down three nothing after the first period or after the first ten minutes, you're down to Florida, you're down six one early in the second period. Uh, but Naz, you know as well as I do. You know, the it's a long season. It's a roller coaster. Um, you know, the Shel- when Sheldon Keefe came in, we went on a little bit of a run. Um, come back down to earth. We've got a break now. It's the all-star break. A couple of Leafs are going down to Augusta. 
Uh, it's interesting they published that. There's about four of them that got a tea time at Augusta, I think, tomorrow or the day after. Uh, I hope they don't have a tea time for a long time after that. That's, uh, they, they may not make the playoffs, Wally. Well, they, 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 they certainly better get their act together, and they better get their act together shortly after the break because right now Florida's up on them. Florida's got two games in hand. Tampa's caught them and gone five points ahead. The Bruins, they're, they're not even in a wild card position this morning. Um, there's going to be a lot of disappointment in, 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 in Leaf Nation if the Leafs don't make the playoffs. Wally, Dubas has got to do his job. He, he has. Yeah, but here, here uh, he's we go. He's got so many forwards. He's got so many good forwards. He needs to trade one or two of them to get some D because they don't have any D. And they're not going to survive this way, Wally. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Uh, Riley, you know, the Muzzin's, uh, Muzzin, hopefully they're saying he'll be back. The first game back after the break is Nashville. Hopefully he'll be back for that game. Riley, you know, quite frankly, Naz, he hasn't looked good all year. Now we've heard he's been playing, he's been playing injured, which s- sort of makes sense. I mean, the amount of odd men. I mean, I know you say they have an American Hockey League defense. Well, that take may, a look that, at it. That may be. I mean, <laughs> Well, you know what? They're only really missing two guys. So if 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 the, the two other, guy, if the, the two guys, the only other NHL defenseman there is Sandine. Who? No, not Sandine. Who? He's not ready yet either. Is Barry Tyson Barry? Tyson. He hasn't played well. He, he, he played he's, well. He's those he's first a two, three NHL defenseman. So is uh, Muzin and um, Riley. Okay, the other ones aren't. Okay, so so even if you get Riley and Muzzin back and. Barry plays like an NHL defenseman. They make the playoffs. So they got they got three, they they got three NHL players they, and four they, AHL defensemen, yeah. and they're going to make the yeah, playoffs. They can hide the other two guys. Oh, we, okay. So we got to we got to hide them. Oh, sure. <laughs> the they have, of course. <laughs> we got. I think they're in trouble. And interestingly enough, uh, Sheldon Keefe, I think for the first time since uh, since he's become the coach of the Leafs, for the first time, was I believe critical of his team. He he was quoted last night as saying they showed a lack. Uh, the exact word was immature. Immature. He says they're immature. They lack discipline and consistency. Uh, giving up way too many odd man rushes. I I kind of found it astounding that Sheldon Keefe has already started calling. So it wouldn't start. I don't know. It's a calling. Yeah, that's the first time he's ever been critical in a, in a press conference and. Uh, Wow, it didn't take long, did it? No, it didn't. And the least offense was better last year than it is this year. That same. Well, it was steadier. I mean, Hainsey, you know, played played his role pretty effectively last year. He Sunset. ate up a lot of minutes. Gardner. Uh, you know, we we criticize, you know, we criticize Jake Gardner like crazy. Um Probably for good reason, but you know some of the guys out there this year, you know, aren't necessarily playing any better. I got to ask Nicholas. Um, you're trying to make believe fan, Nicholas. <laughs> I am. I've been a Toronto Maple believe fan for um, the longest time. Is um, they aren't doing the best right now. But, um, I still support them through it all. Got a favorite player? A favorite player has to be Matthews on the team. He. Um, he always performs great. He um, he has one of the he's one of the most skilled people on Toronto Maple Leafs, and um, it, 
I love watching when he plays. Naz, what does Dubas do? He's got you say he's he got to move. He's got to move a couple of guys. Happening for a defenseman. Okay, and that's the salary is right in line. They can get a defenseman. Any uh, particular defenseman that's uh, hovering up in the clouds right now there, that <laughs> that you want to uh, I'm, give? I'm sure get, guys you want to give Dubas some advice on? I'm sure there's guys in Ottawa they can take. I would probably take back the guys. Yeah, exactly. Take, <laughs> take back, take back the have. guys that we lost. Yeah, I wouldn't might, mind, I wouldn't might, mind having might Haynes. Happen. I don't even know if Haynes is playing, whether he's injured or not. I don't Haynes, follow just, the Senators. He was injured for seven games. He just got back. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind taking him back. And, uh, you know, goaltending, you know, when uh, we, we, thought, we thought our problem was our backup goalie, Henderson uh, uh, hasn't looked good in the last couple of weeks. And, just, and we, you know... Quite frankly, um, when we come back from the break, if he doesn't recover his magic, this season's going down the toilet. I don't think. I don't think they and just Ander- cannot win. Anderson's going to the All Star game where the goalies don't do well in. Oh, yeah, that that should be, be that, you know, <laughs> goaltending in in a, in a in a game that goes that finishes sixteen sixteen eleven should do wonders Let's for his see confidence. How he recovers after that. I mean, I. I you know, it's great that your goalie goes to the All Star game, but you know that's probably the last thing Anderson needs right now. He probably needs a week off. Maybe he needs to be golfing with those guys down at Augusta. But uh, uh, wonder why he didn't get the invite. I don't know. Maybe he did get the. I don't know. I, I heard Nylander, Kapanen, and and I mean, I don't know who the other guys are, but. Uh, God bless him. I guess I'm a little bit jealous. I'd love that invitation too. <laughs> but, sure. uh, but you know, good for them. But and getting back to Anderson, what's happened to his game, Nas? Well, look at the shots, the close-in shots he gets. The chances they give up are incredible. You can't blame the goalie all the time, right? Jonathan Tate skated around Brooks like he was a pylon, put it in the back of the net. You can't let Taze and Kane go uh, at it at will, right? And it's and it's tough on the goalie because you can only go so far with the goalie. Look at Price, Carey Price. Same thing in Montreal. Same thing in Montreal. Okay, so we let's uh, Anderson's. Like, I mean, let's 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 be realistic here. Anderson is our guy. Uh, he's a world class goalie. I have to assume that this is just a lull in his uh, a lull in his performance. Let's assume he comes back from the break and uh, he he rediscovers his game and he gets his safe percentage up to you know point nine two zero again. Um, backup goaltending. Apparently, there's He's this. Played well the last two games. Yes. How Hutch? Shut up. He gave up one goal and the other. Do we? Not bad. Do, do we? There, there's been rumors of capping into New York to the Rangers for Georgia, I, but I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I have no we idea. Get better than that. You think we can get better than that? This 23 yeah. year old kid in New York. Defense. He looks pretty we good. Need, we don't need goaltending. We need defense. We need some D. Yeah. So good luck to uh, good luck to Dubas. He's he's uh, he's got a week off this week. We're heading towards the trade deadline at the end of February, and uh, something's got to give. And they better come back. They better come back going gangbusters, or this season uh, could spiral out of control and they, really, and they, really they quickly. Their, they don't have their first rounder either. Carolina has it. Oh, you're rubbing salt in the wounds, Nas. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on 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 that note, uh, we've got to go to break. Just want to remind our listeners when we come back from break, we have uh, in studio with us Nicholas Christodoulou, who is the youngest F four car driver in the world. He's actually in um, 
He's 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 an incredibly fine young man, and uh, would probably probably embarrassed if I keep saying this, but I will. He's a celebrity in Mexico, uh, in Brazil, in the U.S. and Canada. He's won some uh, he's won some races in the F car circuit, which is which is the breeding ground for F one. He's he's a star with a bullet, and he's affectionately known in Mexico as Nacho. And also nicknamed Nico. So uh, really looking forward to this interview. I'm excited about it. Nez is excited about it. We're going to go to break and we'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville decided to stone bake our pizzas the traditional way. That was over 50 years ago. Since then, the big pizza conglomerate started cooking their pizzas on conveyor belts. Like you see at the airport. Now you can choose... Authentic Italian stone-baked pizza or pizza you could mistake for luggage. Pizzaville stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. 
the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740 in downtown Toronto. You can listen to us on 96.7 FM. We also live video stream www.zoomerradio.ca. We're pleased to welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour this morning, Nicholas Christodoulou. Nicholas is a 14-year-old youngest F4 car driver in the world. He's Canadian. He's from King City. Uh, Nicholas, interestingly enough, had a big win at a Formula 4 championship in Mexico City last fall. It was uh, at the home of the Mexican Grand Prix in front of 345,000 people. Amazing. Um, uh, Nicholas is affectionately known as Nico. Is a star in uh, Mexico and Brazil, and has also acquired a uh, Latin uh, Latin nickname of Nacho. Nicholas, welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's uh, it's it's really our pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, a fascinating topic. Fourteen years old. You're zipping around tracks at over 260 kilometers an hour, and you don't even have your license yet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, th- I gotta, th- I gotta think about that one for a while. But, uh, uh, I, having said that, I know we had it. And just to let our listeners know, Nico's father, Steve's in studio with us this morning and his mother, Sherry, and their proud parents. And, uh, you know, you, uh, you're obviously very highly qualified. They test you. The, the racing authorities make sure you're competent. Um, there's no fooling around here. Uh, but how does a 14 year old, uh, uh, number one, acquire the passion? Uh, and you probably acquired it earlier. Why, why, uh, why car racing and why at this level? Um, I've always loved the speed, the adrenaline that I get with racing. Um, nothing is better than that. So when I started out in go-karts, um, as I got, the faster and faster and faster in the different go-karts. I just loved it, and I loved it, and I wanted to do uh, better um, and go faster and and um, go on from there. Tell us a little bit of the, about the Formula 4 circuit. I know that it, it's really, it's it's the breeding, uh, maybe a poor choice of words, but it's a development circuit. And, you know, a lot of people are into F4 because they're on their way because you are at some point in time going to be a professional car racer. Um, and you could be on a podium at some Grand Prix somewhere, hopefully the Canadian Grand Prix. We'd love to see you win that one. Or you could be at the Indy 500. Um, but F4 is very, very competitive. And, and you're the youngest guy there. And you're competing against uh, uh, young men and men, actually. Um, and, and tell us how competitive it is. Tell us a little bit about the races. And tell us a little bit about the circuit. So the competition in the series that I'm in is pretty close. I'd say the top top um, seven drivers is within half a second of a lap time. Uh, which is really good for the uh, Mexican series and how well the uh, series has been um, changing over the years. has gotten a lot better. There's more competition, more drivers. Um, Formula 4 is about development from karting to cars. So there's a series all over the world. Wherever you live, there's probably a series there. Unlike Canada, where, where 
Canada where there's no series. Um, I have to fly to the U.S. and Mexico to run. Nico, how did you get started in kart? It was the kart racing, and what age were you at? Um, for karting, I started when I was ten. Um, me and my dad actually went to the track one day and drove the little rental carts. And um, from there, I told him, "Oh, I want to go race that cart, which was zipping around the track twenty times faster than I was going." And the next day, we uh, tried that. I started doing really well. And uh, there's something about speed that you must absolutely, you must absolutely love. The speed, it just makes like me feel free. Like I can do what I want, um, and the adrenaline is just amazing. Yeah, and you know we're uh, it's it's a story we're thrilled about. I know that you um, are headed back to Mexico. Uh, you're in studio today, but. Uh, a little bit over a week from now, you're going to be down in Mexico uh, competing in a, in a championship race down in Mexico. Tell us all about uh, the competition that's coming up. So um, in the race that's this coming weekend, I'm going to be racing in Puebla, Mexico after some testing in Houston to uh, prepare. Uh, at home, I've been preparing for this race for a couple of months. Um, I've been going on the sim, practicing the tracks, um, video notes, and working out constantly to uh, improve my physique. You know, that's that's a really interesting thing I want to talk about uh, because, you know, when we, when we watch uh, car racing, we're sitting at home in the comfort of our living room. We look at these drivers sitting in a car and we think, okay, you know what, it's... Uh, you know, these guys are obviously uh, talented. Um, they have a skill. Um, they push a uh, couple of thousand pound uh, piece of metal around around a circuit. But most of us don't realize uh, the physical skills it takes to be a race car driver. And, and there's a training regimen. And there's all kinds of different skills. It's a, it's, it, it, and I want you to explain to our listeners to what extent it is a physical skill. You have to train for it. Uh, you talked about being on a simulator to, 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 uh, to improve your reaction time. But you actually you work on your body. You work on your cardiovascular. Uh, tell, us a little, tell us a little bit about that part of it because, you know, you, race car drivers are athletes. They're not. They're not just. Uh, you know. They're not just pushing a car around the the four hundred one. Uh, you, you guys are athletes. Tell us. Tell us to what extent race car driving is an athletic skill. So racing, um, it takes a lot of energy physically and mentally out of you. Um, so when I'm working out, I'm mostly working my neck, my um, arms, legs. Um, chest, back, it's just all parts that I need to uh, drive the car. Um, stamina is also really important because you have to be as fast on the first lap as as the last lap of the race, and the races are half an hour, so you have to be really consistent uh, throughout the races and not become tired to where your performance lacks during the races. How do you become tired? How does a race car driver become tired? Does it become physically tired? Does it become mentally tired? And how, if I'm watching a race, 
uh, on TV or, or if I'm, you know, in the stands or whatever, how can I tell that uh, a, a driver is becoming tired? If you see uh, a driver gradually slowing down on track um, and someone's and their time is lacking every lap, you know they're suffering from um, being mentally tired or physically tired. Some tracks are more physically tired, tiring than others, like the half ovals we do, um, and some are more uh, mentally f- um, physical. Uh, because like it'll be a more technical course which uses a lot more concentration than the others and um, say you make a mistake that puts you back a couple seconds you could be more frustrated and you could be pushing harder than you did before and it'll tie you out quicker how do, do the kids know at school what you do you must be <laughs> you're, you're the coolest kid in the, in the school they know what I do, it, they, it's just hard for them to grasp what it actually feels like in the car. When I'm driving, they everyone is like, they underestimate what it actually means and feels like to drive a race car. Yeah, that that that's pretty cool. So uh, you know you're uh, you're in uh, on your way to Mexico, and you know you do events and whatever, but you. Uh, I, I guess in every other respect, you're a normal 14-year-old kid. Right. And I say that with the greatest respect. Um, and you got to go to school. Uh, what school do you go to? I go to Cardinal Carter in Aurora. And uh, uh, do you uh, – how do you keep up with your school? I mean, I guess uh, – I mean, that's that's a pretty obvious question, and I'm sure I know what the answer to that is. But uh, how do you mix how – do how do you mix – trying to uh, uh, fulfill your passion for and in, in becoming one of the best car drivers in the world, um, which is your goal, and uh, certainly seems like you're on your way there. How, how do you sort of balance that with the obligation uh, to, uh, to get good grades at school? And uh, what, uh, how do you, how do you, what kind of relationship do you have with your teachers? Um, when I'm away, like racing, there's not a lot of time to do any homework. So it's mostly on the flights and, um, traveling days between, um, the race weekends. And like, say we have to drive to the track, I'll like open my books, do a little bit of homework. I usually grab my homework, um, from all my teachers the day before I leave. So, um, I'm prepared through, um, while I'm away. What's your favorite subject in school? <laughs> are you a good student i'm i'm a good student i'd say right now my favorite subject is english um i'm trying to improve awesome. my um writing capabilities um throughout the whole semester with essays and everything and i've been improving drastically well, keep it up. Um, we're, we're in studio with us this morning, Nick, Nicholas Christodoulou. He's uh, the youngest F4 car driver in the world. He's in the development program. He's on his way to F1 or perhaps IndyCar racing. Um, has captured a Formula 4 championship in the same track at the Mexican Grand Prix last fall in front of 345,000 people. He's affectionately known as Nico, and in Mexico and Latin America as Nacho. Um, and uh, we're thrilled about that. 
Nicholas, tell us, uh, what uh, what events are coming up this year? Well, how do you foresee 2020? What's on your What's on your schedule for this year? 2020 is um, finishing up the uh, FIA F4 NACAM series, which is the Mexican series I'm running in right now. And uh, in the, I think, April, I start the USF4 series, which I'll be running until, um, I think, July or August. Hey, sorry, yes, go ahead. You are, uh, in your profile, it says you uh, played rep hockey. When did you decide to go car racing? About two years ago when I um, dropped down from single A to select, I was like, this is too hard to keep both going. So um, I couldn't keep a good commitment for the team. So I decided to drop hockey and continue my career. And uh, um, just want to let uh, our listeners know how uh, how we came about this. One of the one of our sponsors uh, on our show is a company called the name by the name of Regal Security, and they're also your sponsor, which brings into the whole issue of sponsorship. Because I'm sure this, uh, uh, you know, uh, flying around the world and having to deal with cars and kinds of other things, uh, there's a certain economic cost to all of that and you know you've got a couple of sponsors and uh, I'm sure you'd like to take the opportunity to uh, to thank them and uh, and uh, perhaps give us a little idea of, not in, in in real numbers but uh, this uh, it takes money to do what you're doing doesn't it and I know and I know I've got uh, your father and your mother in here who uh, I, I'm sure are your biggest sponsors in all kinds of different ways but uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, the commitment it takes and what it takes so and the costs. The costs from go-karts to cars change drastically. It's a, it's a lot higher um, than you would probably think when you t- uh, look at car racing. So um, you, you, you need a lot of sponsors to be able to race, which I'm thankful that I, uh, have the opportunity to be able to get the sponsors to race, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that will uh, continue. And when, uh, if we can get the word out, uh, certainly we'd like to build a little bit of a bandwagon for you. And 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 then on that note, uh, I know that you're, uh, you know, you're well known in 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 uh, uh, in certain countries around the world, and. Uh, you were also formally introduced in the Ontario legislature, so uh, that must have been a, uh, a a huge thrill. At least uh, the the our, our local uh, our local powers that be uh, are have recognized you. And uh, uh, tell us a little bit about those kind words and uh, how that felt. That was um, a really cool moment last year. I didn't really think that would happen. Um, I was just at a, a sponsor party and then I was, I had a little presentation and, uh, one guy who was in the legislature, uh, came up to me. He's like, Hey, I want to present you to the, um, to the whole legislature tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh, that, that would be amazing. And it all happened from there. What's, what kind of prize money is in these races? Are you racing for money right now? Um, it's very little, um, near the end of the season, um, if you win the series, you'd get a shootout to 
um, win 250 grand, which goes to the next series in racing. Well, we uh, we certainly wish you the best there, and we do have in studio uh, uh, your dad Steve and your mom Sherry. And uh, Steve, unfortunately, I can't see you behind that co- behind the computer screen. You're on the other side there, but. Well, gotta ask you. I've got a, fa- a great face for radio, anyway. So. <laughs> well, you, you got your uh, you're up there on the live video streaming. Uh, we got a camera on you. Uh, tell us what tell us what it feels like as a father or Sherry. If you wanna you wanna pipe in as a mother, you're obviously proud beyond belief. Um, uh, you know, having a son on his way to uh, we don't know what the future holds, but uh, all signs point to a bright future in car racing. Uh, from a parent's point of view, pride, uh, worry. Uh, tell us how, how. Tell us how that impacts you. It's a, It's really amazing to uh, um, to number one have the ability to uh, to help your child. Um, uh, follow his passion and uh and then on the other hand is uh uh finding out that his passion is going 230 kilometers an hour around a track uh, wheel to wheel with another car so that poses uh, a whole uh, uh different uh, uh opens a whole uh, different can of worms with respect to um you know blood pressure while he's on the on the track and uh, he played hockey and while you're out on a ship for 30 seconds, it's all really exciting. Um, but when he's racing for, for, for 30, uh, 30 minutes, uh, straight, um, it's, uh, the excitement level is, is unbelievable. Yeah. You have to be and, a bit of a daredevil, don't you? Well, yeah. Um, I don't think you can, uh, you can be a, a race car driver without, uh, uh, without being a, a daredevil. You're, you're driving on the edge, yeah. uh, every lap after lap, corner after, uh, corner after corner. Um, but it's, it's amazing to, uh, to, to watch your, uh, your, your kid, um, do that and, uh, and, you know, Finding that he's got the talent to uh, to go all the way is amazing. I can't imagine two hundred and thirty kilometers. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, From a let me ask. Let me ask. Let, let me ask Sherry, the mom. Uh, uh, obviously, at some point in time, uh, Nicholas, uh, Nico, um, you know, got the go karts, and you know, go karts in and of themselves. Uh, I mean, they they go pretty. And we're not talking go karts at an amusement park here. We're talking serious, competitive go karts. And what and Nico was what ten years old? Yes, he was ten at the time. <laughs> and he, he's, he's flying started. around on a go kart, which is basically with your bum scrap on the ground, <laughs> on the ground uh, flying around a track at 120 kilometers an hour. Now, if you're that close to the ground. Uh, 120 kilometers an hour, probably the world is zipping by you faster than you can absorb it. Um, how does a mom react to that? Uh, in words that you can express, uh, obviously, the obviously, as a mom, you're incredibly proud because you've got a son who's got a world class talent, uh, and you want, and obviously, as a parent. You know, you want your kids to have passions and you want your kids to succeed and you want them to, uh, if they have a talent, you want them to, you know, explore that talent. But that's not every kid on the block, you know, uh, has talent to be a world-class car driver. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's it's something I've always encouraged in the kids to to follow their passion, follow their dreams, and and discover what they're good at. And fortunately, he was able to discover that at a very young age. He was always completely attracted to anything with with wheels. He used to lean over the stroller and watch the wheels revolve. You know. For minutes at a time, he would just sit there and watch them go round and round and round. And and he had every little small Hot Wheels car that you could think of. And and he still has that collection, actually. But he's always been very passionate about cars and, and speed. He was almost born in a car, as a matter of fact. So I don't know if it, that uh, predisposed him to that uh, need for speed, because we certainly zipped to that hospital pretty quickly. But definitely, as as a mom, it's um, it's I'm extremely proud. But I'm also when I'm watching him on track, it's very anxiety provoking to you know watch your your child go at that speed and and do that wheel to wheel combat and be zipping in and out and having to make instant reactions for things happening up ahead or beside him. Um, it's it's like the Stanley Cup double overtime sudden death for 30 minutes and so uh as as steven said your blood pressure really <laughs> skyrocketed. Well, well, how often do you practice um every month i'll um be flying down to houston or mexico for testing um but when we're testing we're testing different objectives for the uh day so we'll either be testing uh, new tire runs, new springs, new um, uh, engine packages, stuff like that. It's it's testing for the team and testing for my um, growth. What's your style as a driver? What's your strength as a driver? How do you how do you self uh, analyze yourself? Saying I'm good at the following. This is where I'm better than everybody else. My strength is capitalizing on where people are um, lacking speed. So. They will say they go a little wider in this corner. I'll be able to capitalize on them and get them in the next corner um, and pass them. That's what I have learned that I've capitalized on um, in this season. You ever have, ever have any fears when you're driving? Does it, it, it or that completely incompatible with being uh, your drive to become a world class? car driver because I, my guess is the answer to that question is you have to be fearless you have to be fearless but sometimes you can get a little uh, spookier in there um if you're running on a low tire life and the car starts to react different ways you can get a little spooked but it just you just have to make it leave your brain and keep going keep going uh heroes <clears throat> i always love to uh, i'll always always love to ask this question and we we, we had a a little chat before we went on the air. Um, you know, I used to be a big F1 fan, an indie fan uh, when I was younger. Uh, I mean, some of the greats from those days. Uh, I go back as far as Jackie Stewart, if Mario you can believe Andretti. that. <laughs> Mario Andretti, Al Anser, Ayrton Senna, Gilles Villeneuve, Jacques Villeneuve, some of the some of the really, really great drivers. Um we're showing our age here, Nate. Well, with Zoomer Radio, don't forget. <laughs> uh, who are your heroes? Who, who, who? When you either whoever might be running today, uh, or uh, heroes from the past, who uh, who really uh, 
inspires you? My hero is Lewis Hamilton. Uh, he is a very passionate racing driver. He's very consistent. He's aggressive in a good way, not too aggressive like some other drivers. He is very smooth. He always performs at the um What's his kind of, you know, I educate me a little bit. Um I watch an F one race and you know, it's in today's F one it's very difficult to pass. Uh what's what makes Lewis Hamilton, if not the best driver in the world, I guess he probably has been for the last five years or so. What's what's what makes him the best? He always figures out where people are not at his standpoint in racing. So he will be able to um, figure out where everyone is lacking in places. So he can fit um, mentally confuse someone. He can break their sense of concentration and that's where he gets a lot of people. Do you have a game plan when you go into a race? Do you think about it ahead of time? You say, I want to do this in this race? Or you just... We do have a game plan. It's just it changes every lap. There's no real... You cannot... You, you react to the circumstances. You can never really plan something because everything changes. Say you plan something for the first corner, but say you get a bad start or you get a really good start or someone beside you gets a better start than you or... Um, the two people in front of you get a uh, a worse start. It, everything changes. It's it's really it's a ball game. What do you think of NASCAR? <laughs> I've never really been a fan of NASCAR. Um, it's not. I don't think it's real driving. It's just left turns. Um, <laughs> That's I, a fair comment. I I was in Talladega one time and I saw yeah, Talladega. I mean, it's a fair comment. You know, I, I guess it's like comparing. Maybe it's like comparing rugby with football, or right. you know, you know. I I mean, it's it's a di different skill set, I, I presume. You know, I mean, I'm sure their drivers are extremely talented, but it's just it's a different right. it's, it's a different game, right? Uh, anyways, we've been talking to Nicholas Christodoulou, a young gentleman from King City, who is on his way to uh to uh, we think he's on his way to having a spectacular career in in car racing uh he's one of the youngest youngest f four car drivers in the world <clears throat> won a race in Mexico City last fall in front of three hundred and forty five thousand people at the home of the Mexican Grand Prix. He's on his way to Mexico at the end of this week uh for some more racing uh the future is incredibly bright. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on you, young man. Thank you. And uh, we have the highest confidence that uh, at some point in time, you will be on some major podium somewhere. And if that day comes to pass, don't forget about Naz and I. We will certainly accept an invitation to come and visit. And watch the race. Uh, any if you if you if you make it to F one and we, or to Indy, and we wish you all the best. We'll be following your career. Thank you so much. Um, we uh, we'd love to come and watch your race. We really would. Um, 
we can only wish you the best. Best of luck. Congratulations. And I know I want to take this opportunity to give our listeners an idea where, you know, we know where we can follow you. Um, Steve, I don't know if you want to do this or if, uh, Nicholas, you want to do this. You have a social media presence. We want to increase your social media presence. Anybody out there that wants as a big F, uh, big car racing fan and you want to join the, uh, want to sponsor in any way, uh, Steve, Nico, tell us where uh, tell us where we can follow you. You can follow me on Instagram at Nico Christulu Official, and um, same with Facebook and Twitter. And you have a website, uh, and it's a pretty good website, by the way. Uh, tell us, it's www what? www.nicochristodoulou.com. Yeah, and uh, interesting, uh, uh, I came in this morning, I talked to our producer, Duncan, who's a young man, and Duncan asked me, who, who have you got on the show in this morning? And I said, uh, uh, I got the youngest F4 car driver in the world, and didn't even give him your name. And uh, five minutes later, all he did was Google youngest F4 car driver in the world, and you popped up, and he knew everything about you in 10 minutes. So uh, if you forgot all about all those social media, uh, and I'll give you an opportunity to repeat them again, just Google that, youngest F4 car driver in the world. Nicholas Christodoulou, give us those uh, social media connections again. Um, So my Instagram is Nico Christodoulou Official. Uh, Same with my Twitter and Facebook, and my website is... Uh, com. Nico, Nacho, Nicholas, we wish all the best. Sherry, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. You have a very, you have an incredible son here. Uh, we're certainly going to follow him. Uh, we're going to go to break. I know you're going to hang around to the end of the show, and Naz and I will come back, and we'll wrap it up the last 10 minutes. We'll be right back. Thank you. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville declared... We'll never be the fastest. We'll never be the cheapest. We'll never be the snazziest dressed. What? Yeah, my point is, we want to be the best. At Pizzaville, we want to make the best pizza. Stone-baked, the traditional Italian way. Pizzaville stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. 
Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner, we'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Opinions expressed on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. we got a few minutes left on the show, Naz. Uh, we didn't talk much baseball this year. You're talking about cheaters, right? And, uh, you know, uh, we didn't get a chance to... Jays didn't do much this year. They had a pretty uh, miserable... Okay, not the greatest season. Let's put it that way. We didn't chat too much about it, but you almost baseball's you, you almost in the news, it right? Yeah, sixty-eight wins. Yeah, year. baseball's in the news uh, for all the wrong reasons. Um, we can start off, Naz. I know that you think the Jays' uniform, new uniforms, are nice. Yeah, they look fantastic. pretty sharp. Okay, we'll pretty give them sharp. credit for that. Uh, we'll sell a few more of those. Uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But baseball's in the news for all the wrong reasons. The Houston Astros got hit with the maximum penalty allowed um, under Major League Baseball rules. I think it's $5 million. Uh, the Houston Astros got caught. What, stealing signs? They do it in, they do it in, a, in a really high-tech way, and apparently there's allegations that Jose Altuve was wearing uh, a buzzer underneath his shirt and he was tipped off about the pitches that were coming. The evidence looks pretty powerful that it, that especially when you look at Altuve's stats, uh, postseason stats at home in a way that's like there's two different ball players. Uh, so when he's hitting at home, he, he knew what pitches were coming. The Houston Astros had to fire their manager and their GM. They uh, had to forfeit their first round and draft choices for years. The threshold question, Naz, the threshold question is, should they forfeit their World Series win? Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be the first in Major League Baseball history. Um, I don't know what the precedent is in any other sport. Well, they're going to set one because they should be. Uh, I'm not sure that they've got completely to the bottom of this. I'm not convinced that this is specific to the Houston Astros. Uh, Houston Astros may have been the greater beneficiary because, you know, they've been a winning team. Um, I really don't believe other major league teams haven't been doing this. History has, baseball has a history of, 
questionable behavior over over its history. Look back through its history. You had the Black Sox scandal in 1919 where guys got suspended for life. Pete Rose gambling suspended for life. How many players have been accused of using corked bats? How many pitchers have spitballs? Um Sign stealing. This is not the first time. I mean, people. No, this, is, this has been going They've been on for stealing years. signs forever. But not so. But not not to this extent. But you know, it, it calls into the question the entire integrity of this game, um, because this was done at such a high tech level, and there's evidence to suggest that it dramatically impacted the actual outcome of specific ball games. And if and and I don't know whether this investigation is complete or not. How far Rob Manfred wants to go with it? I think he should take this to the furthest possible level, investigate every single game the Houston Astros for the last 3-4 years, especially the playoff games, investigate, have a look at every single pitch have every baseball expert analyze whether that batter, in his opinion, knew that that pitch was coming and how it impact any specific playoff game or any specific World Series game. And if there's evidence there that the Houston Astros won a playoff series or a World Series because they cheated, then I think I think Rob Manfred should do the right thing. And you know what? If you want to get rid of cheating out of baseball forever, you better have some deterrence because a $5 million fine ain't going to do it. With the kind of money they're throwing around, it ain't going to do it. And you know you know who started it? It was Joey Cora. He was the bench boss for Houston. And he- I, I, I don't know if you've seen the uh, – the YouTube videos when Altuve uh, was it was a I think it was Game Six against the Yankees where he hit Chapman he hit a two and one pitch off Araldos Chapman and people were looking and say how did he hit that how did he hit that and then the the guy who broke the story from the Athletic the Rosenthal guy who's who's a supreme reporter he's probably the best in the business yeah he's pretty good. Uh, somehow somehow he and if you if you watch the video. The, the teammates always used to try and rip Altuve's jersey off. In that particular video, he was tugging at his jersey right where the button was to make sure that they wouldn't tear it off. Rosenthal asked him, uh, why wouldn't you let them tear your jersey off? And he says, well, I'm too shy, or my wife would get upset at me. And, there were six and I'm saying, the you know, uh, uh, uh-oh, there, there's, he's got, he's high. I mean, when was the last time you found uh, a, a, an athlete uh, shy, about his shy about taking his sweater off? I mean, uh, I mean, you just think about Cristiano Ronaldo. Every time he scores a, every time he scores a goal, he goes and shows his abs. But uh, I think Rob Manford, um, he's got a choice. He can try and bury it right here. Or he can investigate it to the nth degree, and I suspect the evidence will show that the Astros won specific games because of specific signs, because of specific pitches that they knew were coming. And if that happened in the playoffs, he's got to do the right he thing. He opened it up. He might as well open it up all the way. He's got to do the right thing. He's got to go all the way with this. He's got to go all the way with this.
Yeah. Anyways, uh, quick prediction. We got 30 seconds. What's going to happen in the NFL today, Nez? Well, I like Kansas City and I like San Francisco. I like Kansas City and I like San Francisco. I'd love to see Kansas City and Green Bay. That would be Super Bowl one. That's what, that's what I picked from day one. Was Anyways, on that note, uh, unfortunately, we, our hour is up. We really want to thank Nicholas Christodoulou and his mother, Sherry, and his father, Steve. We'll say it again. We wish you all the best. Uh, you've impressed us this morning. We hope uh, all the success in the world follows you. And when, when, uh, when you have that F1 race or you have that IndyCar race, keep us in the loop. Uh, we're going to come and join you in the search. When are you going to get your license? Uh, I need years. a chauffeur. <laughs> I need somebody to drive Two years. Around. Anyways, I got, unfortunately, I got to get off the air. I'd love to I'd love to pursue that and have a little bit more fun with that, but we're going to get cut off. To our listeners, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.